Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we take a look at the stretch drive of the Major League Baseball season. Less than a month to go. September is here, so we'll preview the home stretch with Jamie Bettens of MJBL coming up on the podcast. September begins tomorrow. That means roster expansion in Major League Baseball and the push towards October. Many of the division races don't look like they're actually going to be all that compelling down the stretch. But the wild cards, the second spots at least, up for grabs. What will the Blue Jays do? Well, let's see what our baseball expert Jamie Bettens thinks. He's the president of the Manitoba Junior Baseball League. Jamie, let's start with the Jays. Do you think they've got a push here to make and perhaps catch the Red Sox? You know, if there was a way to make a push, the schedule's kind of forced it on them. You know, when you play the New York Yankees and the Tampa Rays, you know, I think it's up to 14 or 18 times in the next 30 days. You certainly have your fate in your hands. Um, that's not to say those teams aren't, you know, clicking on all cylinders right now and going to make life very difficult to do so. Um, but it's not like you have to catch up by beating up on teams and then hoping that those teams lose, you know, in another team's ballpark. So, it, you know, that's... If there's a spot to do it, this is kind of ideal for them. Um, whether or not they can just all of a sudden hit that switch and start winning again, um, you know that that remains to be seen. George Springer is going to be a big boost, and they get a little bit of a tune-up here with Baltimore, but then they're right in the gauntlet with the Yankees coming up, and that'll be interesting to see if they can close that gap by a couple of games. Yeah, heading into tonight, four and a half games behind the Red Sox who are playing the Rays a bunch. And I think Boston is a team that started out hotter than they actually were and they've crashed back down to earth. Uh, Do you think that it'll be Red Sox-Yankees as the wildcard teams? Who do you think will play in the AL game? You know, I think that comes down to what Oakland has to say. Um, You know, Seattle's in there too. And, 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 you know, Toronto has, you know, four and a half games is is a lot to make up. It, It usually takes almost three or four weeks to make up a game or two depending upon how series go but for the most part uh you know i think that there's an opportunity there for the oakland a's to maybe get in i don't think boston is for real and i i don't see them having enough of uh pitching down the stretch to really hold on to that spot the jays do play the twins seven times in september they've got the orioles here and then uh, an additional seven more times. So other than the games against the Yankees and Rays, they got a lot of cupcakes. They do have three against the Athletics. They do not play the Red Sox, and most notably at all, the rest of the season, which kind of hurts them because that would be the easiest way to make up ground. Is Robbie Ray a true Cy Young contender in your mind? I think he has to be. Uh, he's just not the the favorable play. He's not the one that's top of mind for a lot of people. When you think of some of the some of the people that you know, even the Jays have on their staff with Hyunjin Ryu and and Barrios and 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 the like. So he, he's kind of unheralded even on his own team. So the media doesn't play him up the way he should. But if you look at the numbers, the peripheries that he has, um, you know, he arguably should be in that conversation and is setting himself up for a nice payday uh, in the off season. That's for sure. So we'll uh, t- finish off on the AL East here, then look around the rest of baseball. The Rays have won eight in a row. They're 83-48 and 48 with, again, doing what they do with uh, low payroll and just great scouting. They traded away Blake Snell, and here they are still doing it again. It's truly remarkable that they're just almost invincible, aren't they? It just seems like... They have a formula, they stick to it, and it has worked out. And now players understand if I go there, I can increase my value, whether I'm a short-term piece or I, I kind of sign on a little bit more long-term. 
And so it, it kind of works. Um, it's it's almost like a, you know a 2.0 version of what the Oakland Athletics are doing. I, I'm not going to go and anoint them Moneyball, but um, you know what they do with their bullpen—they just constantly churn out 95 plus mile an hour arms. Their starters, you know, they go from no names, but they're homegrown guys. They they kind of have a good plan there, and then they supplement the roster when they need it with guys like a Nelson Cruz, who you know comes in the twilight of his career but understands that they give them the best chance to you know either extend their career and make more money or or win a championship so they've got quite the formula there and i don't see that stopping anytime soon well the most incredible thing is that offensively they're the best team in baseball they've the first team to score more than 700 runs this season and you look around houston's at 699 the dodgers are at 673 but like the yankees are at 572 i mean the Rays aren't generally a team we think of about offensively, but here they go with a plus 168 run differential. Most of the season, Jamie, it's been clear that the Rays, the White Sox, and the Astros would win their divisions. Do you see any of those three teams being tested by a wild card winner in the playoffs, or what do you think we'll end up seeing in the ALCS? You know what? I, I, I think it really comes down that I think that the ALCS will be interesting. I think it will be division winners. I, I don't know if the wild card really, really has a lot to say this year. You know, it is kind of a Yankees coming out and they seem to have the offense and, you know, they're used to September baseball, whether you're new to the team or not, you just seem to produce at the right time. If there was anybody, I'd probably give the Yankees a shot at it. But beyond that, I think anybody else is just, kind of hoping and wishing that, you know, maybe Chicago has an injury or, you know, Houston kind of gets tired of winning, which I don't think is going to happen. They've got a different narrative as well with, you know, everything that they've gone through. So I think it's going to come down to kind of those division winners. And, you know, it's probably Tampa getting right back into it again, like we'd said earlier in the year. Let's go to the National League now where the San Francisco Giants just continue to be amazing. 84 and 47. They have the best record in baseball. No one saw this coming at all this season. And here they are. They're still holding off the Dodgers. I think almost everybody's expecting the Dodgers to still somehow win this division, but the Giants aren't going to give it away, are they? No, they're certainly not. They've kind of had that mentality all year long that they've got something to prove, and they're still not really getting the respect that they deserve. Uh, You know, everyone keeps saying exactly what you said, that the Dodgers have a play. San Diego's faltering a little bit, but, you know, they're going to have something to say before this is all said and done as well. And, you know, they've always just kind of brought up the rear as far as the conversation, but uh, they've done everything they've needed to do to prove that they are an absolute contender at this time of year. And they only have one series left against the Dodgers. It's coming up September 4th, 5th, and 6th. they got a lot of games against the Rockies, Cubs, uh, Padres, who are falling apart, really. We, we all thought it would be the two teams that are – not winning the West in that wild card game, and all of a sudden, the Padres have fallen apart, and the Cincinnati Reds are right now the second wild card team in the National League. How did they get to that point where they're holding it down right now by a half game? You know, the leadership that Joey Votto's provided through his home run streak and, and just his playing and playing through pain and, and you know not going to the injured reserve list right now, I think is kind of brought that team together and rallied around, you know, what the, uh, what the idea is there in Cincinnati. I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. I'm a big Joey Votto fan as well, not just because he's Canadian, but I think he approaches the game the right way and always has. Um, and, and he's a guy that I root for, and I'd love to see what Cincinnati could do in kind of a one-game 
playoff scenario. If, if you have Sonny Gray or, or somebody else taking the hill for you right now, you know, you, you have a chance. And, and that's the beauty of the wild card format. And uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what flushes out beyond that round. Well, they, should they be hoping for the Giants in that game instead of Max Scherzer going on the mound for the uh, almost the Nationals, the Dodgers? Yeah, that's that's certainly you know one way to look at it. But you know, if you're going to get there, you might as well slay uh, Goliath as soon as possible and 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 move on with it. So if you can, you know, take care of them, you know, maybe in a one game series, if Scherzer isn't on his game or you know something like that, it's maybe better to to get him out after one game than it would be to see him two or maybe even a third time in a seven game series or I guess a, a shortened division series Braves look like they're going to take the National League East as the Mets have really fallen apart and the Phillies are uh, not putting a ton of pressure on them they're three and a half back That's I mean they have a chance and then Milwaukee they're 80 and 52 and another team that we probably don't hear a lot about just because it's a National League team and Toronto's an American League team but the Brewers have just been running away with the Central all year, and it, we've seen a lot of them being successful in recent years, but here they are again owning that division. Yeah, for, for them, to, to me, the the narrative with the Milwaukee Brewers is, you know, looking around at what they they have to compete against, you know, all season long within the division. You know, can they win the division? Because if they win the division, they give themselves a chance. And I think that they've built a roster that, that can win in the NL Central, but how that roster stacks up against the other teams still remains to be seen in, in kind of their recent postseason appearances. I think the pitching staff is there. The bullpen at the very back end is solid, but kind of those middle pieces that bridge the game together that really seem to be the most important at playoff time could be you know, where their Achilles heel is. I don't know if I buy into Milwaukee just yet, but uh, you know, they're, they're starting pitching and their closing can help, but uh, again, I think the offense is set up, to me at least, for the NL Central. But beyond that, in the playoff situation, I don't know if they're built for much more than that. So looking at the division races, there's only two that are actually going to be any good, and that's maybe maybe the East in the National League and then the West between the Dodgers and the Giants. And I guess this is an argument for that expanded wild card, Jamie, because if it wasn't for that, the NL would be done. Like, it's over, Right. We, we would know the Absolutely. four teams already, and it's August 31st. Yeah, and that and that's where the league doesn't want to go. They certainly want to avoid those kind of scenarios. You know, the NL East really looks like it's it's the Atlanta Braves to, to take. Um, I, I think Philly's got a lot of injuries, and they just don't seem like they have enough guns to get where they need to go in the remaining 30 days or so of the season. And Atlanta, you know, really didn't stand pat when some of their top players went down. And uh, when Acuna Jr. went down, they went and got Jock Peterson. They went and supplanted him with, you know, serviceable major league star level players. And, and I think the team has rallied around that message and, and done very well with it. Just one last thought on the Blue Jays, and then I'll let you go. Uh, they designated Brad Hand for assignment this afternoon, a reliever they got from the Nationals who was just who was terrible for the Nationals. He was terrible for the Blue Jays, and I guess... That's an example of you make a date, trade deadline move, and a month later you realize you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna waste our time with this. Let's just get rid of him because he's not doing the job. It's pretty a uh, pretty quick turnaround on that one. Yeah, it's, it's a results oriented business, and uh, you know you're either in or you're in the way at that point. And there's other relievers. Um, I think that that more or less cements the way for Nate Pearson to join the team. That adds some excitement 
And if they're not going to be in a playoff race, you know, I think they'll still sell more tickets if Nate Pearson's pitching versus Brad Hand. So I think that there's a little bit more beyond just the, I guess, the roster, the move at that point. But if you're not performing and you're on a team that's fighting tooth and nail to get into the playoffs, um, you know, it's just not acceptable. And uh, unfortunately, not every trade is going to work out for everybody. So you move on and you just hope that the next person up is ready to take on the role. And just to confirm, you do not think the Jays will make the playoffs? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I, you know, I'm still going to watch, hoping that they do. And, and I, I just don't, I don't know if they can overtake three teams. But at the same time, the teams that we talk about in Seattle, Oakland, and the Red Sox, I just don't see anybody stepping up and running away with it either. If everyone keeps shooting themselves in the foot, four and a half games can be pretty, pretty easy to make up. I mean, after tonight, it could be three and a half, and then it gets really tight. So anything is possible. Um, I do think they've done a lot, but their young stars are really showing the wear and tear of a 162-game season, something that they've never experienced. And if they catch lightning, you know, over the next few weeks, it's possible, but I I just don't realistically see it. And it's a shame. We just had a, you know, a 13-minute conversation about the major leagues, and we didn't mention Shohei Otani once. Uh, he's obviously amazing. He's going to win the MVP. It just sucks that he's on a bad team, doesn't it? It does. Um, I don't know if they're a bad team or just ravaged by injuries. I would be very curious to see what you know a healthy Mike Trout would have done with that lineup. Um, and I think that they maybe would have looked at the trade deadline a little bit better too. And you know that, that lineup without Trout still hovering just above the 500 mark. So you have to think he would have added to that and probably had them within the thick of this as well, which might have taken Seattle or, or Oakland from the West out of that picture and, and maybe even have helped the Jays, you know, at some point. So, you know, Mike Trout's loss doesn't just affect the Angels, it affects the whole league. Yeah, this, there's no track record to give the Angels any benefit of the doubt over the last no, eight, eight years. not of, at this point. With Mike Trout in there. Well, Jamie, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for this and enjoy the home stretch. Thank you. Take care. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to